0: Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, the crossover that we've been waiting for since the NFL draft. Locked On Eagles, Locked On Georgia Bulldogs, discussing selections of Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Kelly Ringo, and the trade for DeAndre Swift. All that more on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast.
1: You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team everyday What is up everybody? Special crossover edition. Locked on Bulldogs, Locked on Eagles. I'm Daniel, the same that's team. Clint, and that's Louie. Uh, from Locked on Eagles uh, down there. Louis. how are you today? It's a great day to be an Eagles fan, and I, it's a great day to be a Georgia fan. And yeah. uh, that's been true for a while now for both these teams.
0: For sure, and I think they have a very healthy relationship right now, helping each other out. And there's been jokes over Twitter throughout the last few days that you might as well call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs. You draft Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean last year. This year it's Jalen Carter. It's Nolan Smith. It's Kelly Ringo. It's yep. even DeAndre Swift. It's awesome. Chip Kelly was with the Oregon Ducks. And then when he came to the Eagles, he brought in a lot of Ducks. There were some you know, Philadelphia Ducks jokes they're redoing it, but I like this strategy with Georgia a whole lot more.
1: Yeah, you're getting you're getting a better product you're getting, in yes, Georgia than you were <laughs> with either Chip Kelly or uh, the Oregon Ducks. But I'm sure I don't right. have to convince you of that. No. Nope. Um, all right, let's jump in. We got a lot of Dogs fans watching the show. We got a lot of Eagles fans watching the show. And so um, uh, let's talk from a from an Eagles perspective. In your opinion. What do you think the organization sees in what Kirby is doing? Because obviously, this is, not, this is beyond coincidence at this point. It's not just that the best player available just so happened to be from Georgia. There's clearly something that the general manager, the head coach, like that they see from Kirby Smart. What do you speculate that that is besides just winning and talented players, maybe beyond that?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to it, right? I do truly think that Jalen Carter was the best player available. I think Nolan Smith was absolutely the best player available Mm. at 30. Kelly Ringo in the fourth round, I thought he should be a second round selection. So BPA was definitely a part of it. They are playing premier positions, right? Pass rushers, corners, positions that Howie Roseman really prioritizes for this Eagles team. That's how he's been building a contender year after year. So that goes into it. And I also think the culture does too. I think he likes to have this locker room tight. I think he likes the chemistry and the maturity of a lot of these Georgia players Mm. that won championships together, right? So that cohesive unit is something that since 2020 when the culture was not great has been very important to this team. They had an amazing Mm. culture last year, a very close group of guys. They've been drafting a lot of Alabama players that play together too, like Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. And it's not just the college teammates thing, too. Like, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were best friends before college. So I think it's really about culture. It's about the positions these guys play, the the winning. There's so much to it. And, no, it's not a coincidence at all. And I don't think he's overdoing it either. These guys are studs, and it's worth the risk even on a guy like Carter. So I'm really happy with the strategy he's taking.
2: Yeah, you said risk with Carter. I saw an interview today with Kelsey talking about how he interacted with Jalen before the draft and even on draft day, uh, and he talked about he had seen other guys come in be professional with this. So you guys say risk. Georgia fans know that Jalen Carter is one of the best, most respected players at UGA. There was an unfortunate incident where kids were celebrating. But on UGA's campus and coaching staff, that rumor of coaching staff belittling him is is just bunk from whoever put that out there. We know word on the street. Jalen is his loved name's by Todd McShay.
1: We could just say his name. His okay. Todd. Well, I didn't want to give him out credit. To Todd McShay? Yeah. That's comforting to no. hear, guys,
0: because I thought he was the most talented player in this draft. If you remove position, he absolutely is, best
1: defensive player in the draft, most talented overall player in the draft, and uh, can't believe he was sitting there at nine for y'all.
0: And no. the thing is, too, yep. you lose Javon Hargrave, who's an elite pass-rushing interior defensive lineman. He signs a $20-plus million-a-year contract with San Francisco. So yep. Jalen Carter comes in. He has the potential. Is he going to be Hargrave right away? Probably not. But in this deep rotation, I think he's going to make an instant impact. So it's great to hear that because I think a lot of Eagles fans are like, okay, the risk was worth it because of the talent. But there are some nerves. But I think that will definitely comfort a lot of fans. And, again, it's, I, the culture, it's, it's hard to – mess up with how many guys hold each other accountable with this team
2: well, that's right. well, that's what i was going to ask because it sounded like kelsey basically said we have the culture in the team that could withstand a risk No, he's not it's just like last year nicobe dean's risk was injury there was no injury he got in and played he was right healthy away the that entire was the year
0: guys the yeah. entire <laughs> year that's what
2: we have been saying and that was the rumor so if you apply the same thing to Jalen it's just rumored of character. And Kelsey said this, so the Eagles are this tight knit organization. How did that, you said after the 2020 season is, or or when did that start taking place?
0: Yeah, because – and I think Doug Peterson, when they won the Super Bowl, he was a player's coach. I think they had a great culture. But after Nick Foles and the Carson Wentz stuff started to happen, the injuries to pretty much everybody on the roster, the bad drafts, just a a faulty process. Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson had issues. There was tension there. I think the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, was too involved. So there was some mistrust at the top. And then there were a lot of – you'd see each year anonymous sources were – Talking bad about Carson Wentz, they were talking bad about the GM. It just felt like there were there was a lot of I don't know, from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty just didn't feel like everybody was on the same page. And now it feels like that, not just from the veterans like, you know, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, guys that have done it before, but the young players are culture setters too. Jalen Hurts, obviously, Devontae Smith, Jordan Davis and N'Cobe Dean. You know, these are guys that again, just they're twenty four years old, but you think they were they're thirty four. And that showed last year when they made the Super Bowl. So I think mm-hmm. it was important for them to get back to being a, a tight knit locker room that we're all on the same page and That's why I think this Georgia strategy continues to enhance that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. We got a lot more that we're going to get to with Louie. We're going to talk Eagles. We're going to talk Bulldogs. I'm going to ask him to to rank the five Georgia players that have been drafted over the last year. So uh, we got lots
0: more to talk about. And Guys, today's show is sponsored by FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network and the NBA playoffs. You see the NBA going on right now. What a game the other night between LeBron James and Steph Curry. We're finally getting that series back to where it was in 2016. LeBron and Steph, two of the greatest of all time to do it both trying to get that fifth ring bet on Lakers Warriors Nuggets Suns hey how about Joel Embiid winning MVP You think the Sixers are going to beat the Celtics in this second round series to finally get to the conference finals? Bet on it all at FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet does not win, they have great promotions every day, safe and a secure app. You get paid instantly too. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com Slash FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the lockdown podcast network
1: all right Louie I teased it coming out uh, going into the break but um, I'm curious I think Georgia fans are curious because we know we've seen what these guys have done and we we've got you know all five of these guys um, and, and again it's Jordan Davis it's N'Kobe Dean Jalen Carter Nolan Smith Keeley Ringo all five of these guys Um, championship winning players all really significant players in Georgia football history I know all Georgia fans would have their one to five I'm curious from your perspective uh, let's go who you're most excited to have on this team even just from a long-term perspective not instant impact necessarily but looking down the road which which of these players excite you the most
0: yeah, see, I, I like the long-term perspective, because I think this year, Jordan Davis and Jacoby Dean probably make the biggest impact. They of course. They have mm. the most opportunity to be starters, right? Yeah. And, and by starters, I mean they, they're they going to play more snaps. And experience. Yeah, right, they exactly. obviously, yeah. So I think long-term, though, it's got to be Jalen Carter. Again, he is a player. Jordan Davis, I think, can take those next steps as a pass rusher. He has all the athleticism to do it. Um, but Jalen Carter is there already with that style. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's a guy that can be not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald, but he's, he could be prime Fletcher Cox, one of the top three pass rushing interior linemen in the league for a decade plus. When you look at the combination of size and speed, it's just incredible. And you can line him up at, at so many different spots. So to me, number one is Jalen Carter because of the upside. I, I just love the upside there. Um, number two is, I would say Nolan Smith, probably. And you look at Mm. Hassan Reddick last year, should have been a defensive player of the year candidate. Nolan Smith reminds me a lot of Hassan Reddick, and I think he's Mm. better against the run. So I I love, for me, athleticism, speed, and upside are themes that I always look for in these prospects, even if they are a little riskier in other areas. So I think, honestly, the two first-round picks this year are the guys that I'm most excited for. And then, obviously, I think, though, you look at what, Nikoby Dean could do as the field general. T.J. Edwards and Kazeer White were really good last year. Probably the best linebacker play the Eagles have had in quite some time. That's why Dean was basically redshirted. Mm-hmm. But Dean, to me, has star power and flowing off these guys up in front that he's played with before. I think Nikoby Dean's going to be a complete stud. So I would say those are my top three.
1: I those are I don't hate top that three. top three at
2: all. I don't hate that at all, Clint. And I love no, you Kyle got two guys.
0: Two guys. I mean, like
2: yeah. This is a look. I was just going to ask player.
0: you. Yeah.
2: No, I was just going to ask you, Eagles fan-wise and and coming out of the organization, there was a lot of rumor of safety switch for Keeley because Keeley's got that body size that is coveted. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys.
0: Do you think he's a corner or a safety? Because I think the Eagles are going to use him as a corner more and develop behind Slay and Bradbury.
1: I absolutely think he's a corner. That's where he should stay. He's got the physicality to move to safety if you need him to. Yeah. And he certainly has ball skills to, you know, play safety. Like he, he is, he's a big play corner waiting mm-hmm. to happen. And he's obviously has size. He obviously has speed. He obviously has athleticism. Um, And so he, and he's, and he's a ball hawk. He, he loves the ball and he goes for the ball. And so do I think he could play in the middle? Yeah, I, I do but i like him at corner and i think if the eagles are going to use him at corner i mean at georgia, as a georgia fan that, you know that's all we've ever seen him he he's never right. he came in day 1 played corner there was never even a hint that he no. was going
2: to move out to he safety didn't even slide down into the slot to play the star position he are was there always on the outside No,
0: Are there weaknesses in his game that make people think he translates to safety more? And and I know maybe it's like the mirroring of receivers and man, but what is it about Ringo, like maybe from a negative side that makes people want to switch him? Because like you said, he's only been a corner. So what makes people say safety?
2: Well, Louie, you see my co-host is backing off the mic because I'm about to just throw flame onto my (laughs) microphone. Yeah. (laughs) Keely Ringo infuriated me last year. The ceiling for him is otherworldly the traits the speed the size the athleticism which is what i got sometimes he just got bored on the outside and he got he got mismanaged and mysteriously was lost in coverage at times so it didn't matter if it was zone or man that wasn't the schematics wasn't really there it was more and you saw this from kirby kirby on the sidelines would give him this eye And he actually, on a number of occasions, pulled him off the field to get basically like a like a let's we need to have a come to Jesus moment right now, man. Like we need to talk about this. So he does his his floor is admittedly low. It's not high. His ceiling, though, is otherworldly if he puts it all together. So the coaching and the DB coaching is going to be crucial in his development as a as a star corner in this league.
0: And again, the good news is this guy does not have to come in right away and be a starter. They have James Bradbury and Darius Slate both signed extensions this offseason. Avante Maddox in the slots, one of the better slot corners in the game. So he can sit behind those three guys and learn. And so I think in the fourth round, that's – I mean, so maybe from what you're saying, the first or second round is too rich, but I'll give up a 2024 third-round pick, which is what they did to move up for him. And they are going to get that pick back with – the compensatory pick formula with Hargrave leaving. So um, I'm That's in on right. that. And guys, I, I had a question for you. You had me rank the, uh, the players I'm most excited for with this Georgia team. And I said the top three for me, Carter Smith and Dean for you, when you look back at 2021, which is the, the year where they at least were all together to a certain sure. degree of these players, the Eagles drafted, like, are, are these the guys from that defense? Cause there has been a lot of bulldogs over the last few years that have been starting. Like, the defensive line I'm most curious about because it's not just these two you've seen, you know, Trayvon Walker, of course, mm-hmm. and the, the Packers defensive tackle from DeMonte last year,
1: Wyatt,
0: Wyatt too. Um, who were the best from that unit? Was it Carter or was it one of those guys?
1: 2021 in 2021, Jalen Carter was the best defensive player that Georgia had, which is incredible. And Cause then in 2022, loaded. Jalen Carter was the best defensive player that college football had. That's and correct. so that's his, uh, that has been his progression. he, he was the best defensive lineman on a on a defensive line that had three players drafted in the first round right. that weren't him. So Devontae Wyatt, as you mentioned, obviously Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, and Jordan Davis to your Eagles, and Jalen Carter was the best guy on that line. And and then yep. this year. The Georgia defensive line, I mean, you know, I don't know how much college football you watch, but Georgia lost a lot of players, 15 players drafted in the 2021 draft. Oh, yeah. And so 2022 draft, I should say. And so, uh, it's a lot of talent, five defensive first rounders, plus guys like Nicobe Dean, you know, who go later than that. Um, but the defensive line was no slouch this year. There's a lot of young talent. Um, you know, a lot of talent on the edge, a lot of, but, but it was still Jalen Carter's team. And he was still yeah. he was the guy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I'm saying if you're ranking players on that twenty twenty one defense, T two are the other two guys that you named. It's Jordan Davis and it's Nakoby Dean. I, yeah. I'm honest to goodness. And that's including Trayvon. And it's yes. including um, you know, like it's including Devontae, it's including the other two linebackers, you, you know, Quay Walker, yep. Louis Seen. Yeah, who's forgot with about the, Lewis, Seen, right? Another yeah. first round pick. Yeah, Quay yep. Walker, Channing Tendall, both of which are, you know, in the NFL right now. Like the, yeah,
0: Walker was a first too. You got, I mean, that might honestly defense. be the, is it uh-huh. arguable that they're one of the best college defenses it, ever, if not the best?
2: It's not arguable. It's the, like it's In the fact. single best defense. as a matter of fact, thirteen players on that defense were drafted insane. Uh, off that defense. It's absolutely insane. and 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 it's just it's just going to continue. The trenches for Georgia is where you go for talent. And you're right, Jalen Carter talented. For me, I started watching Eagles just because y'all took Dean. Nabe Dean to me was the voice and the leader. and And what's great to hear about the Eagles mm-hmm. is that they have leadership. But whenever that older leadership starts going, either free agent yeah. or retiring. Uh, Nagobi Dean is the guy who he is the alpha in whatever room he comes into and he will that's demand right. respect right. out of everyone that's there. So for me, talent wise, yeah. Jalen is the most talented player we have seen at Georgia, Daniel in 20 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of an instant impact guy that as soon as he takes the field, I think you mentioned it. Like, that elite pass rusher trait that I would never say Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis freakishly big and strong just as by the grace of God and then freakishly athletic, you know, like for his size, just does things that a person of that size cannot and should not do. But Jordan Davis really is your prototypical. Let me take two offensive linemen. Let me take a center and a guard and let me just drive them backwards so that N'Kobe Dean can go eat, you know, like in the backfield. Jalen Carter is not that guy. He's He is the let me take my right hand and put it in the guard's ear hole and then be on top of the quarterback. Like that is, that's who Jalen Carter is. And you watched some, some tape from last year and he's, it's almost like he's a halfback. He's in the backfield yep. Yep. before the snap. Before the snap. At, at right. times, it's, well, that's it's the most freakish.
0: exciting part. Is I think each one of these guys fills different roles. I mean, Jordan Davis, as you said, is the space eater that I think, by the way, can take the Vita Vea or Dexter Lawrence type of steps as a pass rusher. Is he going to be a ten plus sack yeah. a year guy? Yeah, no, yeah. but I think he'll be much more effective in that way than he was last mm-hmm. year. And yeah. so you have the you know typical nose space eater. You've got the leaders you mentioned with the Kobe Dean, and then you just have the athletes, the pass rushers, just mm-hmm. go get the quarterback, pin your ears back and go get him. Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and guys, Guys, for Nolan Smith too, I, I know the size was a concern, but I saw from PFF that he was like the number one rated run defender on the edge of day one picks. So there it is, th- you said earlier, exciting. Louis,
2: you nailed it when you said he was actually a better run defender that people give. We said every single time we had a, a backup, Chaz Chambliss, who came in when he got hurt, and we were uncertain of that edge being set. But when Nolan was in there you did not run to his side that edge was set and it was bottled up in entirety so whoever you've had on the Eagles before he is he is that replica coming in and has that free shoulder he's going to jam a tackler tied in has that free shoulder to tackle and no one's getting outside of him because then all of a sudden oh wait a second record 40 speed for a guy at his position so yes his run defense
1: is it's a great example i think of of NFL GMs just overanalyzing themselves to death. You look at, you. I mean, you just look pulling up, like you're pulling up height and weight and body mass and all of these things instead of just cutting on the tape and looking at him play against NFL left tackles and right tackles, yeah. NFL caliber players, NFL caliber backs, and seeing the way that he puts his body in there, sheds blocks and makes tackles. He not. It's the forty time was everybody's wow moment for for uh, for Nolan Smith at the at the combine. He obviously you know set the world on fire when he came out and ran that you know four three, but a forty
0: inch vertical too. By the way,
1: yeah he. But that's not who Nolan Smith. A is a leader, and is like a glue guy on a team, and B is a physical presence on the defensive front. He is better at stopping the run and playing physical in the trenches than he is at getting after the passer. Now, that doesn't mean I, can't, I don't think he's got room to, to, to make some noise as a pass rusher in the NFL, but um, the concerns about him against the run are ridiculous.
0: And this absurd. is why, again, I just I get the strategy. And if you're going over the top and just taking a player because you went to a certain school, I think that can be misguided because there's busts in every school, right? Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and so you know I, I think to a degree you have to use context with each pick. But I think Howie Roseman is doing that. He's picking them because of the leaders they are, because of the athleticism in mm-hmm. the, the premier positions they play. But at the same time, I think it's smart to just say. This was the maybe the best college defense of all time. I'm going to take the best players from that defense. Because he used to, when he had bad drafts, he was taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. He was almost trying to outsmart the league too much. Like, oh, you're going to take the LSU kid? I'm going to take the small school guy and the, the speedster here that you didn't think the rest of the league wouldn't have took. And I know he wants to zig when the rest of the league is zagging. But sometimes doing the simple things like taking Georgia players is also smart, and that's what he did with Bama players, too. It's why Devontae Smith's a stud and Landon Dickerson, so I love the strategy, and I'm glad he just he went even further with it this year, and he traded for DeAndre Swift, who I, I'm really Ooh. excited about too. So yeah, we'll, now this
2: is what's
1: that's what we need to talk about in segment three. I was, yes, gonna yeah, come I was just come gonna with say. DeAndre Swift in segment three. That's that's where we need to go. Um, uh, but yeah, I love that. Obviously, taking Georgia players, taking Alabama players, taking Oklahoma players like Jalen Hurts, and so you got lots of talent from lots of good schools on that, uh, on that team. I'm sorry. Did you see that? Uh, snuck that in. Uh, I, we'll I be right hide, back. We've, we've got a little bit more coming up um, on this crossover Eagles Bulldogs episode right after this. All right, um, Louis. Let's talk about something that isn't the draft, but that happened just right on top of the draft. I mean, like yeah. right in. It must have been a pretty busy uh, week yeah. for you. Uh, in the best
0: way possible.
1: In the best, in the best of all ways um uh DeAndre Swift comes over from the uh Detroit Lions uh number one just I mean Georgia fans know and love DeAndre give us your take on this move and uh how do you think he fits into what the Eagles are trying to do
0: I absolutely love it and because for me I think the Eagles are taking the right approach at running back. They're saying, I'm going to pay DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny a combined like $3 million, right? And so Miles Sanders was a really good player for them last year, over 1,200 yards, but Carolina paid him like $13 million guaranteed. DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, sure, do they have a little bit of an injury history? For sure. But, again, $3 million, you look at these two guys, uh, Swift had five and a half yards per carry last year. Penny was at 63 to me, this is the right approach. It's, yeah, maybe he's not as good as Bijan Robinson if we trade it up for him, or maybe they're not going to be individually as good as Miles Sanders. But combined, their production is going to be very similar, and you're paying a whole lot less. And DeAndre Swift, it's not just the explosiveness and the efficiency in the run game, but he's the most complete receiving back that the Eagles have had since mm-hmm. – I mean, Miles Sanders did it really well as a rookie in 2019, but since then he hasn't really caught the ball. It's probably going back to like LaShawn McCoy. So I think just when you look at the value combined with the efficiency, and then if he leaves in free agency next year, you get a comp pick. I just think this is the right strategy to take it running back. And not only is he a former Georgia Bulldog, but he went to high school in Philadelphia. So he's a local kid too. So it's just a, it's a fun
2: story. That's exactly right. Local kid. Going to come back. And yeah, he was oft injured in Detroit, wasn't really utilized. And so that's maybe the question I have for you with Philadelphia's running attack is what type of running style does Philadelphia run the most, especially with Jalen knowing that he has mobility as well? Well, and a coordinator. So
1: do you even know? Like, you know, because obviously with all the coaching changes.
0: So uh, Brian Johnson, their new OC, was with the team last year as the quarterbacks coach. I don't think it'll be very different. They're still going to run mostly from the shotgun. They r- love to run the option with Jalen Hurts, a lot of RPO, um, you know, some zone run schemes too. They like to get their athletic offensive linemen upfield. And so I think DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, all these guys fit in very well. They want athletes, but um, they also want guys that, I think, make the right decisions because this offensive line is so good Mm. when it comes to run blocking, and it's so easy next to Jalen Hurts to, you know, clear up more space but they want good decision makers too and I think Swift and Penny while they have the explosiveness of Miles Sanders I think they're a little more decisive as runners so I think that helps them out as well so again it's it's a little riskier with this injury history but I think two you know quote unquote injury prone running backs combined will probably get you 17 games next year and if not you've got Gainwell and Scott in the backfield too so um, Swift was a really exciting move and the fact that you only gave up a four and then you swapped sevenths is awesome to me. So I couldn't believe he was available, but the lions took Jameer Gibbs at 12 and that was one of the shockers of the draft. So that made him available.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The lions clearly had their eye on, something else the famed Georgia Tech running back Jameer Gibbs um, I had no
0: idea what Detroit was doing on day 1 with no. that and the linebacker pick from Iowa it was oh it's a very gosh. 1980s-esque NFL draft class
1: listen you're on this podcast louis
0: yeah right
1: you're on this podcast maybe unbeknownst to you is with a lot of Georgia fans who also have the misfortune of being Falcons fans and so please don't speak about people who yeah. who screw up drafts
0: in well, front again, of Falcons
1: fans. Because I think Dejon John
0: Robinson is going to be really, really good for Atlanta. But, again, to take him at 8 overall over somebody like Jalen Carter, to me, is When nuts. you had the number
1: one rushing attack yeah. in the NFL last year. Again, with again, you can... You with can a match that running, exactly with a, fifth round with a rookie fifth-round pick. That's what yeah. I'm
0: saying. You can match the production of a B. John Robinson by like 80% and spend so much less draft capital and money. So, you know, those guys normally in the first round end up being pretty good, but it's never normally worth it when you talk about how they age, the, the value, and the impact they make in the game and how replaceable it is. So I think the Eagles yeah. had the right strategy. They got the Georgia kid. I think Atlanta, the team in that state, probably should have took them.
1: Yeah absolutely they should have taken him and there's a lot of fans listening to this podcast that will regret and then there's a lot of people like me that don't really have an nfl team to cheer for and so i'm going to be jumping on that eagles bandwagon we're yeah where's the, the Super eagles Bowl backers this year. bar
0: going to be in uh, georgia I yeah let's down go there. we're
1: we're, we're coming we're gonna set up build a, set up a shot set up shop in athens and we'll be watching all the eagles games um uh, louie it's been a lot of fun we could sit yeah. here and talk all night um you got anything else for us before we get out of here
0: honestly I'm just I'm so excited about this defense you know last year I thought the Eagles roster was the best I've ever seen and this year I think it could be just as good and a lot of it has to do with the upside of all these Georgia prospects so appreciate your guys yeah. insight you got I think a lot of our Eagles listeners excited too especially with the Carter concerns doesn't sound like there's as many maybe as people think and there's a lot of lot of potential with this group and uh, so hopefully the confetti will fall in green just like it fell in red so yeah appreciate you guys have Hey, me on.
1: listen we'll, and, we we'd love to see it um yeah. uh, we can't wait to talk to you next year when you for draft sure. brock bowers and jamon dumas johnson so we'll hey, see we didn't take a
0: tight end this year we might need one behind dallas goddard oh,
1: listen <laughs> you mean in front well, of dallas, dallas goddard, goddard but yeah, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> he's gonna be gone <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe at all right point. uh for louis dibiase and clint shamblin i'm daniel and this has been locked on bulldogs locked on eagles and we will see you guys tomorrow